0: This is the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. We help you grow your faith as you grow your business. And now your host, Jesse Cole. Welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Thank you for joining us today. I am excited for you, your family, and your business. I'm also excited about what God is doing to you, through you, for you, and in you. Today's show is a special show Because I did something crazy a couple of weeks ago on my Facebook page, I posted that I wanted to have a conversation with somebody about their journey and purpose. And the purpose of this conversation was to do it on a Facebook live and just to get it out there to help people get more clarity on what purpose and assignment is and how they can walk more effectively and abundantly and who God had called them to be. And so the one person that responded was Kelly McLean, and she is a growth strategist who helps ambitious Christian women discover, start, and monetize their purpose project. And she also has a Facebook group called The Purpose Revival for Ambitious Christian Women. And this conversation is just the audio of that video. And it's so good. It was so good that I had to put it on this podcast. So if you're listening to this right now in your office, get your pencil and your paper out. If you're driving, make sure you download this and go back and listen to it again because you're going to want to take notes. All right. All right. Here we go. Mrs. Kelly L. McLean here on the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Coach Jesse Cole. I am your Kingdom Platforms coach. I help you discover, build, and monetize your kingdom message. Tonight is one of those flash conversations. You know, sometimes I just be sitting around, Holy Spirit, just be talking to me. And he say, hey, put it out there. See who want to talk to you about purpose, man. I'm (laughs) like, purpose? He's like, yeah, just put it out there. So we put it out there and um, Kelly responded. And so here we here we are 904 we said we're going to be at an on, on at nine o'clock and we're going to be talking about journey and purpose right journey and purpose this is going to yes. be organic conversation not not really scripted like i don't have any questions going into it but as i was sitting on it, he began to give me things to ask and so i don't know what she's going to say um i trust <laughs> her though I and mean, she she trusts me as well so that's why this conversation um can do what it do. All right. So Kelly, welcome, welcome to uh, the journey and purpose. I guess I want to call it. Welcome to the journey and purpose.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for uh, being led to do this. This should be fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: good stuff. So uh, talk about, you know, your, your journey into purpose. Like, what are you doing right now? We're going to be. We're going to cut this up into like three segments. We're going to talk about your now. We're going to talk about who you were before. And we want to talk about going forward, what does purpose look like for you? So can you talk about now, like, what do you do? What, like, what is your purpose in your assignment right now?
1: Okay, awesome. Yeah, so actually, I'm a growth strategist. And so I help uh, Christian women primarily to start to discover, start and monetize their purpose project. And the main way that I help them do that is by creating and selling their first digital product or online service. And this really came from talking to so many people who were involved in their purpose project, whether that was starting an organization for youth, uh, therapists who were felt led to create these wellness products to help their clients, women who uh, were invested in giving back to third world countries and things like that. And the common thread was, you know, they were excited. They had something amazing. Uh, People were excited about it, but they just needed a strategy to either get started on it, to take it to the next level is to figure out how to finance it so that they can impact more people and have a lasting impact. And so um, over the years of working in the online space and having different businesses and being able to monetize them, then this was a way that I was able to help them and really see how their work was advancing the kingdom. And so it's been really exciting. Um, I actually own a company with my husband called The Hope Ambassador, so we do this together. And one of the things we actually walk people through is the journey to purpose. So when I saw you put that out there, I was like, "Yeah, like let's talk about it." And so we help them by uh, the first step is just really discovering that kingdom identity and connecting them back with God and on that deeper level of who they are in Christ. So my husband handles that portion, which is our Be Better program, and then we move them into, you know, now that I know who I am in Christ, what is my assignment? As you said, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing right now? And then helping them to unlock the tools and resources to actually step into that boldly and confidently.
0: Yeah, and so you know, we, we talk about purpose and assignment as if they're separate, and they're 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 two different things, but they really they're really married. They go together. Yeah. So can you can you define uh, what purpose is, and can you define what assignment is, and how do they fit together?
1: Yeah. So I look at your purpose as like almost like your life mission statement, like the encompassing of your spiritual gifts, some of your natural gifts and talents and things that God put inside of you, the Holy Spirit is instilling in you so that you can have an impact on the world and have an impact on the kingdom. Whereas the assignment may be the particular area that you're called to serve in that moment. And that can kind of shift because I believe that once you realize what those gifts and those talents are and you really connect with that identity in Christ, these things can permeate different areas in your life. So it can go you know, into your parenting, into your marriage, your relationships, um, as well as your occupation.
0: I often say that purpose is why you were created, but your assignment is how you demonstrate it in various environments. So pretty much yeah. what you just said, like, you know, that's that that's in alignment with how how we look at it. I
1: like how you said it. You always have like such a way with words. So <laughs> very concise.
0: Because <laughs> if, if you give me too much room, my imagination starts going. So I'm like, just give it to me straight, man. Just give it to me straight.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. So, you know, you, you talk about some of the people that you help and people that you are called to and assigned to, and I'm pretty sure that there's, you know, there are different people, different income levels, different industries, but what is the thread of connectivity between the people that you are called to serve? What is that connecting agent?
1: Yeah, if I could say one thing, it would probably be that they are extremely, I'm trying to think how to say this, um, like just motivated like they're serving people organically like they're those people who are just like they get a word from god or they and sometimes they don't even know yet that this thing is coming from god but they're just like okay this is an area i see a need in and they're just like ready to go and so a lot of times they go first and then they're like wait (laughs) like i'm kind of burning myself out i don't know how to like grow this i don't know how to put this into an organized thing Um, you know, and like, and do this in a systematic way. And then that's where I'm able to come in and like help them to see like, like get clarity around how they can do this long-term.
0: Now you're a mother.
1: I am. Yes.
0: wife. Yes. So how does motherhood and how does being a wife influence your purpose?
1: Yeah. Well, like I said, I think once you really connect with what your purpose is and your identity, you start to see how those things can, um be used in so many different areas in your life and honestly my motherhood journey and marriage was a big part in my transformation and how I began to really connect with God on a deeper level about my purpose and so um you know it was really those areas first where I was able to start to to realize like okay God gave me these particular children for a particular reason and instead of me trying to figure out you know the newest mom strategy or (laughs) you know what I mean like looking at other moms like man like I don't I'm not like that or I don't have that once I was able to connect with who I was and who God created me to be I was able to have more confidence in my parenting and knowing that okay this is going to work because God put us together for a reason because that's sometimes I think too when you have that level of clarity and then you see other people who are struggling get that clarity it can make you second-guess it sometimes and you can be like wait it must be something more than this or maybe this isn't quite it and sometimes it can be very simple it's just seems like that because it's who you are you know it's like ingrained in you
0: yeah yeah i didn't find my purpose statement until later on in life around 2007 2008 like i've all, exactly. I've always had an idea of what it was but i just didn't have that statement like this is yeah. what my purpose is but when, once once god showed me what it was and i began to backtrack and look at my life experiences i, I began to see how that purpose statement kind of resonated more because I've, I've been always doing, I've always been doing this type of work in some capacity. Right,
1: yeah, and so that's it's,
0: awesome. Like your purpose is not something new. It's not something that you have to manufacture. You're probably already doing it. You yes. don't even know you're doing it,
1: right? So <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure you, you
0: come in contact with people like that all the time, right? Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah, and mine is very simple. Um, It's just to help others to realize and fulfill their God given potential. And it's consistent across the board, whether it's with my kids, whether it's with my husband, or working with clients, or, you know, I'm I'm naturally drawn, I can be in a social environment, I'm like drawn to people who are telling me about things they want to do or want to accomplish. And so,
0: so we talked about the now. Let's go back. Let's go back to the then. So yeah. <laughs> what to talk about your your journey into purpose? What is what, did, what what did that look like for you?
1: Yeah, so my journey to purpose and uh, learning my kingdom identity actually started with a, a loss of my identity. Um, and so you know, when my husband and I got married, we had just had our son, and you know, maybe about eight months after we had him, we found out we were having another child. Uh, we moved around a couple of times, so we had a very, like, packed <laughs> first couple of years in marriage. And then we we also had some um, issues in our marriage that really challenged us, and we didn't know if our marriage was going to last or was going to make it. Um, in addition to that, I ended up experiencing depression, like, very uh, severe depression. And so during that time, I, I really, like, the enemy was just like, <laughs> like, why are you here? You know what I mean? really to the point where I really started to feel like my family, and everyone would be better off if I wasn't. And so that's when I realized like, okay, I'm going to have to really get some help from this. I was seeing other people who had experienced this and if you know, they, they took that extra step. And I started, to, it started to click to me that, you know, this didn't happen overnight for them. It was probably these, these lies permeating me. Um, I was not really taking care of myself. I was running businesses. I was trying to outwork, You know, depression, I was trying to outwork the feeling of inadequacy that I was going through. And I realized like, okay, like something's going to have to change. Something's going to have to shift and I have to really take this seriously. And so I did that. And through that process, you know, I really was able to connect back with God on a very intimate level and it was life-changing for me. And that's where I really began to understand more about my purpose and what I was created for. You were talking,
0: man. You just said something that's some good eating. You said you you tried to outwork, you tried to outwork the grief. You tried to to grind out, grind out the grief. You tried to get like grind yourself out of, um, the place where you in like that uncomfortable place. And I, I believe there are so many people out there that are doing the same thing because we're taught that we're taught that we just have to hunker down and 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 get it done. And we're not really taught about the grace of God. We're not really taught about the mercy and like the real love of God that could actually bring us from that dark place into the marvelous light, man. So what, yeah. what kind of, what kind of things was, was God saying to you in your dark place?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I had a very clear moment with God where I was walking with my son at the time. I think he was maybe like 15 months old or a year and a half. And I just had this moment of like, God, like, why have you forsaken me? Like, these are all the things that I, I wish for and hope for like to get married, to have kids, you know, my husband, and I had been best friends for years. And I was like, why is this happening? And I felt like he was like, but why have you forsaken me? Mm. And what I realized was that I was putting all these things on this pedestal and I was looking for validation from outside sources. I was looking for validation for my marriage. I was looking for validation from having kids because everybody told me when you have kids, it's like the best thing in the world. Like, you know, like your life changes and it's like, they love you so much and that's see. And so when those things kind of like weren't giving me that fulfillment, and then I was struggling with this depression, the last kind of straw or thing that I was holding on to for validation was work, right? Mm -hmm. I always been a a overachiever, high achiever. Um, When I worked in corporate and places and things like that, I always got like, you know, people loved you know, (laughs) the work that I did. Mm -hmm. And so now I was a stay at home mom. And I'm like, all right, well, let me start a business. Let me start another business. And I would just stay up all night, like nurse the baby would be like my like when she would wake up for her 3 a.m. feed. I'm like, okay, this is time for me to go to bed. Wake up at 7 a.m. And I'm like, why am I struggling so much? I have four hours of sleep. (laughs) What's going on? I only have two toddlers that I'm chasing around. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it just added to like what was already going on, you know, with me in terms of the depression hormonally, that I wasn't taking care of myself at all. And so I think that was the biggest wake-up call for me is that I was really placing my value in things that seem good, right? Like, you know, you want to pour into your kids, you want to pour into your husband, you want that reciprocated back, right? You want to feel love back. But my priorities were way out of whack in terms of where I was getting that love and validation from.
0: Talk to that mother who's just who was who was who's lost right now, just like you, who just felt like who feels like they're not getting that love and validation and they're they're trying to grind their way into into that love and validation they 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 feel as if you know before they had the kids they were on a they had a clear path but then they got married and had kids and all this stuff started coming in on them and it's like a big cloud now they can't even think straight like talk to that woman
1: yeah i mean i would say the first i mean you really have to just give yourself permission and grace to like just slow down for a second like Sometimes, and it seems crazy, but sometimes your first instinct is to add more things on because you're like, I'm not doing enough. A lot of times we feel like we're just not doing enough, and that's why we're constantly in that um, that struggle or that stress. We're looking around at all the things we're not getting done, and we're not looking at the things we are accomplishing. And so just giving yourself grace to slow down for a second so that you can really take care of yourself and identify what is actually going on. And having that connection with God is going to be key to being able to be whole enough to adequately pour into your children to adequately to take the burden off of yourself, that you are the only one, you know, you and your spouse are the only one responsible for how these kids turn out. Because that was the thing. I'm like, I'm not perfect. Like if it's up to me and, and how these kids turn out, like I'm already like starting behind. <laughs> right, right. But when I really connected back with God and I started seeing him as like my father, you know what I mean? Like truly as a father and truly, for the love that he had for me and that he has for my kids, it helped me to kind of take a little bit of that pressure off of myself and say, okay, I'm doing this with God. We're, we're doing this with God, me and my husband. And so we, you know, we want to have wisdom. We want to do the best we can. But ultimately, <laughs> we have to trust that God has them in, in his hands, which is a much better place for them to be.
0: What I'm hearing is that purpose is not something that we have to manufacture. It's actually a gift that we have to steward. Like, mm, and so yeah, in, I like that. in order to do that, we have to be able to take care of ourselves. We have to be healthy in order to demonstrate our purpose effectively. Um, and so, there are some people out there right now, and i you know, you and I, we kind of, we work in the in the same industry as far as helping people in, in ministry, like build businesses and, you know, put their message out there. And you know, we've been taught that we have to have our our ideal client, our you know, that whole profile piece. And I to get it, but sometimes that can be so much pressure to try to manufacture somebody that you're not even called to. Right. Right. Just, just just to try to just to try to get the bag or just to try to make an impact. Right. So, like, I, I just want to encourage somebody who's watching right now is that that's not something that you have to manufacture. It's, it's a gift like God has given it to you. You don't have to yeah. go find it. It's already on the inside of you. You might need some people to help you bring it out and to get, get, yeah. get more clarity on it. But it's not something that you have to make up or create. It's, it's a gift from God. Exactly. that you have to steward right so talk about you know kelly as a young girl as a teenager what was that like for you
1: yeah well you know like i said i think i've always been somebody that was like just extremely motivated and like you know to you know achieve certain things and um things like that i wanted to go to like the top school and like grades are really important to me i remember being so hard on myself like anytime i didn't get <laughs> you know like an a or something um But really, I think, and you know, me and my husband, we talk a lot because we're in this business. We're like always unofficially coaching each other. And so we just unpack these type of things all the time. And I really think that, you know, even at that age, I was really finding validation in this um, identity of being like smart or this identity and being successful because these were the things that people around me responded to. And I think they responded, they they identified these things in me first. And then I was like, oh, well, that's who I am. Okay. I need to keep up with that. Whereas, you know, when I help people when we go through our purpose revival workshop, that's one of the things is like you have to like people can identify things in you when they're close to you, but you really have to be sure that those things are coming from God and those are things God created you to be, but also and they may be, but also make sure they're not perverted in a way where they become self-serving or they're at your detriment because God, you know, can use those things for good. But you know, if they're not, if we're not using them and they're not guided correctly, then it can actually do more harm, you know, than good.
0: What were, what were some of the, some of your life experiences as a child that kind of shaped who you are right now and kind of, they, they, those experiences influence how you walk out your purpose right now?
1: Um, well, yeah, I think definitely I would say, you know, like maybe getting on an honor roll or different times, like I played the viola and like, you know, times where I would do it competitively or things like that um, definitely would shape me. I think um, maybe having like younger siblings and feeling like, and I have an older sibling, but she's about 10 years older than me. And so she was like, you know, even when she was younger, it was like very maternal with me. And then she went off to college and then I was like the quote unquote oldest and just having that assertiveness and stuff. Sometimes it was categorized as bossy. And, you know, what I realized is that I didn't like that label as a kid. (laughs) You know what I mean? I didn't like that label as a kid. And so what it made me do is it made me shy away from leadership opportunities. Even as a kid, I remember being like in little like youth programs and stuff and like working on like in group projects and being like, uh, like I really like, Cause it would be like an engineering program or something. And I'm like, I can see what it is that we need to do, you know, because that's just how I see things, like very technically. But being like, I don't want to like outshine or I don't want to like take over, so I'll just, you know, wait and see XYZ and, and then okay, maybe I'll put a little input here, XYZ. And, and so I had to really, as an adult, work through that, you know, and realize that that assertiveness, you know, the bossiness, even was you know maybe a part of my identity but I just needed to make sure that I was using that in the way that god was calling me to use Good to use sir.
0: there's some alignment there I'm thinking about myself as a kid and my experiences too and I have you know some similar experiences like people always looked looked to me to be the leader for some reason I, I yeah. never really understood that and I was like man i'm I just want to be part of the team I ain't trying to yeah I ain't trying to be the boss you know i I would, I would, I would rather, and I would always kind of step back to try to push other people up front. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt better at it at, as being a supporter because I, if, if I'm sitting back, I can see the whole, I can see the whole thing. Yeah. And I, I was better at putting people in positions to win. Right. Yeah. But they were always trying to push me to the front. I'm like, yeah. if I'm at the front, I can't see, you know, I can't see what's going on. But God was like, you know, you need to embrace the fact that people see you as an influencer, and you can still use that, that support, that supportive anointing to help people get to where they got to go. But sometimes you got to be out in the front. And once I began to embrace that, maybe I'm talking to somebody right now who was going through the same thing. So I, you know, it's not just about me, but it's about, it's about everybody. But um, as I began to embrace that, I began to see how my voice or my perspective influenced the decisions of people, right? Yeah. And so you can, you can take that either way. Either you can use that to your, your advantage and try to manipulate situations or you can use it for the betterment of the group. And so yes. the end of my ten years into my early 20s, I began to learn how to influence the room without really influencing the room kind of thing.
1: Man. Right, yeah. Which I think is a which I think is an amazing skill. And I think that there is some alignment there because like even you know, like one of the first businesses that I started was in a supportive role. And I believe like there were a lot of times growing up and even like in young adulthood where God would well, I believe, like put me in these leadership positions. And I was like, I didn't even I don't I do not want this. But whenever I was challenged to be in those positions, I would go ahead and do it because I always had this thing of like, if I'm, if I don't want to do something because I'm scared to do it, then I feel like I have to do it anyway. And so I would go ahead and do it and and allow myself to go through that discomfort. But um, definitely there became a, a season where I believe God was pushing me to be more in this role of of helping people and nurturing people to go out and do their purpose where I was still a little more comfortable being behind the scenes. It was easier. I had done it already. People like for you to do things for them. (laughs) So I was like, this is an easier sale, God. I'll just keep doing this. (laughs) And But the thing is, when you are not in season, you know that grace isn't there, and it becomes very obvious and very evident that that's not where you're supposed to be anymore. And so, something that you could have like excelled at and could you could have loved doing and thrive doing becomes a little more challenging, a little more complicated. And it's like God is like, I'm pushing you out of this space. It's not where you're supposed to be.
0: Oof. you all at my table. <laughs> like we we eat at the same table, right? So we we talked about the now. We talked about the then. But before we move on to the later, the legacy piece, I wanna share with you some statements. I'm gonna share with you some I believe statements. I'm gonna share okay. mine and then you know you can share yours, right? So I, these these I believe statements are things that I carry with me um, that just are a part of my DNA and everything that I do. I believe that purpose um, is targeted. It's not this big grand thing. It's like God has called us to something specific. Like I believe purpose is targeted. I believe that purpose is purposeful, meaning that we always have to be intentional about it. It's not something that we can just sit down and accomplish. We always have to put feet to our prayers. We have to be working in it and working on it at the same time. I believe that although our assignment can change, our purpose remains the same. I think we kind of touched on that in the beginning. So like what are your what are some of your belief statements?
1: Okay. So if I had to just think of some <laughs> <it's> off the top of my head. <laughs> Um, I definitely believe in essentialism, and I believe in less is more, and that's something that is is work for me. If I'm if I'm honest, but it is something that I truly believe. I believe that when we are trying to do too many things, that sometimes we aren't able to really focus in on the most important things, and sometimes the reason why we don't want to do that is because you know fear, fear of missing out, or fear that we're not you know what this one thing is that we're supposed to be doing isn't enough, and so. If I had to say one, I think that would probably be a big one.
0: Yeah, yeah, essential. Less is more. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. <laughs> so let's let let's talk about later. Let's wrap it up. So okay. what 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 is your what is your purpose legacy?
1: Yeah, so. Based off of where we are right now, just continuing to help people to impact the kingdom of God, um, I believe that you know God wants to use us to really meet meet the needs of people moving forward. So, you know, I would love to have like a uh, a food bank or you know just different things that we can do for people when they are truly at a lack of resources and things like that that they can have access to that because so often, and we see this like with the pandemic, like we never would have thought we would have seen like such a national or or global emergency or something like this. But even like on a smaller scale, when you see like, um, you know, natural disasters or whatever, a lot of times, I don't know anybody can relate to this, but sometimes you feel like, oh, like I want to be in that position to be able to like give the help, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, and you always feel like, and I don't know if this is like from our community that we're in like, we're always the ones just kind of like, like, you know, and so, I think that's like the biggest thing for for me in terms of like, you know, generating wealth and allowing um, God to have to allow money to flow through us so that we can really, truly meet the needs of people when those situations arise.
0: Yeah, we are. We are God's distribution center.
1: Yeah, Right. I like that.
0: Yeah. 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 Good stuff. So what would you say? Lastly, what would you say to somebody who's struggling to find their purpose or struggling to like walk in their purpose. What are three principles or three things they can do to, to get them on track?
1: Yep. So the first thing is to really focus in and spend that time, um, unpacking your kingdom identity. And so there's, some resources out there that you can start on like with spiritual gift tests and things like that but also once you kind of have a, a general sense of some of your qualities or characteristics and when you go to the word you see some of the gifts that are laid out in the bible then i would um start to kind of look for more scriptural references for that look for people in the bible who had similar gifts to you and really start to pray through you know how god intends to use these things in you look back on your past experiences and how he's been able to use these things in the past, because sometimes, like I said, we don't always know or connect those things to God. We can, you know, I know people, they'll, they've been serving, (laughs) like serving, serving, serving their whole lives and haven't connected that to the fact that God is putting people in their lives and and using them to meet needs in other people's lives. And so that would probably be the big thing. And once you really do get clear on that, um, getting clear on what matters most. And so I talk about this a lot, but a lot of times we say things matter to us that really don't matter. Like when you look at where you spend your resources, your time, your money, your energy, then you see what really matters to you. And so you can say, oh, my marriage matters to me or my purpose matters to me. But if you're spending your time and resources is not aligned in those areas, you're not putting the work in those areas, then it's a reality check that that doesn't matter as much as you say, but it's okay because if you have that awareness, you can start to shift. And like you said, being intentional. I'm very about being intentional about things. So now it's time to shift and start being intentional and making sure that those things align. Because I have to add, because I do like to help people monetize things. A lot of times people think that when they get money, that that money is gonna answer these problems or they money. Like, they're like, oh, when I get the money, then I'm gonna do this or I'll do that. Like, I use an example, like when I get money, then I'll have more time to spend with my kids, right? Or have more time to spend with my family. But what money does is it actually magnifies and multiplies what you're already doing. So if you already are not spending the time in these areas, when you have those resources, you're just going to be doing more of what you're already doing. And when I had this shift, I was like, I need to stop focusing so much on the money and start really thinking through what is it that I want to do when we have the money? And am I doing that right now? And so that's, you know, what I would say.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's, that's good right there, man, that- that right there probably broke somebody free.
1: It broke me. It <laughs> broke me when I realized it. I was like, oh, goodness, Lord. Like, this is not, I'm not, my mouth is not where my money is.
0: <laughs> so once you got that revelation, what behaviors did you put in place to make sure that you stayed in alignment with that revelation?
1: Yeah, so one of the things is I, I had this, like, fear that, you know, once I got money, I wasn't going to have time for the kids or I was going to be, like, so busy and X, Y, and Z. And what that revealed to me is that I still had to work through some of my work, you know, behaviors, like my relationship with work. And the reason why I had that, that inclination is because that's the truth. If I build a business and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep going hard. And once this business pops, then I'll make the shift and be with my kids. I realized like, that's not what's going to happen. I'm going to have to keep doing this to keep maintaining the business that I built. Mm -hmm. So I had to trust God. And think through, how do I build this business in the way that I want to have it when my kids are older? And so now that my husband and I are in business together, we're constantly taking, like, account of that. And if that means that we move through and progress through things slower, then that's fine because we prioritize and we know where our values are. And so we know that if we try to rush things and, like, just, you know, build, 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 our kids, we say, oh, they'll just suffer in in the short term but later on, but that's not what will actually happen. Yeah. So that's one shift, just being intentional about how I want our business to look you know, when it is at the place that we want it to be and thinking through, okay, how do we start off with that now? Wow, good stuff.
0: Kelly, where can people find you? Talk about your programs you have coming up or things that you've launched so that people can connect with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you guys can find us over at the Hope Ambassadors on Facebook. That's where we're most active. We go live every Friday. Um, we do a Be Better on Purpose uh, series. And then I also have a private Facebook community called Purpose Revival for Ambitious Christian Women. And so that's another place that you can connect and, and watch some more content to learn about, you know, just getting ready to start and monetize your, your, um, your purpose project. Um, and if you're interested, we do have a course called the Purpose Revival Workshop. And that's something that will probably be running live, you know, within the next couple of months. Um, And that walks through those first two steps that I mentioned to you. And then we have a few more steps that it helps you to work through to just get confirmation about the assignment that God has for you, for the people who are ready and need like an accelerated route to like monetizing that thing.
0: Kelly and I and her husband, we're all connected. So, um,
1: Yes, Jesse is our brother. Right, right. You know,
0: so, so we're all good. There's listen. That's one thing that we've we've learned how to do is to not really it's not to compete with one another, but to compliment one another. And we've gotten more done doing it that way than any other way. So
1: absolutely, do- Jesse is um, helping my husband out with his book that he's been working through, and so yeah. I'm excited to see that. Um, come to fruition i know it's gonna be amazing me too me too me too thank you again for having me thank you for your kind words (laughs) um yeah i just want to leave you guys with just knowing that that god does have a purpose for you you were created on purpose and for a purpose and we can lose that in the midst of all the things that we have going on throughout the day but if god calls you to something and gives you an assignment he also will give you or has already given you the resources to Make that happen. If you need assistance with that, don't hesitate to reach out. Don't, you know, feel like you should be able to figure this out on your own. You know, we're only a message away and we would love to, you know, see if we have any resources that can help you with that.
0: Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. You can support the podcast by subscribing, downloading your favorite episode and sharing the podcast via social media. Don't forget to visit KingdomMogulCoaching.com to find more resources to help you grow your faith as you grow your business. Remember, what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it.